The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Today we're looking at Week 15 of the NFL season. Uh, Katie Mox here, joined by Will Brinson and Sportsline's finest, RJ White and Alex Selznick, a.k.a. Prop Stars. For everyone watching on the YouTube channel, Prop Stars ordered the 49ers gear. It is on his way. Fret not. At some point on this show, he will uh, don some special red and gold. This episode of Pick 6 is, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And if you like winning picks, which if you're here, we think that you do, make sure that you sign up at sportsline.com. Use the promo code PICK to get your first month for just $1. The last episode in the feed had Brady Quinn and Lee J. Doosable talking Bill Belichick's long goodbye Ooh, and drafting a fantasy team Um of only playoff players. So go ahead and check that out on our YouTube channel or anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, let's start things off with a recap of week 14. See how everybody did. Uh, Brinson and Crop broke even. RJ and I um, had about two wins, uh, four wins, I guess, between us. Still above 500, though. Well, it looks like everybody. Well, Brinson dipped. No, no, I'm, I've, I've been at like three games under 500 for like three weeks. I can't, I can't oh, really? get out of the... I, oh God, I just, I still have it in my head when you were like red hot and I was like so far Yeah, that was week 500. six. That was like nine weeks ago. All right, well, so, some of us are up and uh, others aren't, but that's okay. I had I mean, although week. it's really, what, what do I have, 81, so 38 divided by 81 would be 46.9%. Not bad. And RJ, RJ, and the, no, that's not good. Um, But I mean, like yeah, I said, it's, it's, all, it's all pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is all pretty close. Uh, what is it, RJ, to be considered an expert? It's 53%, 56? Yeah, if you're only bidding minus 110 lines, it's 52.38. So you have to do better than that. Of course, you know, it varies by how often you're betting lines that aren't that. You know, we do 115, 120 sometimes. If you're betting a lot of props, you got to do a lot better than that, which Alex historically does. So it just kind of depends. That That's the number. If you're only betting minus 110 lines, uh, your break-even point, you want to be 52.4% to be profitable. All right. Good to know. Uh, we'll get into week 15 here. Please note, guys, that lines and odds are subject to change all the way up until kickoff. We're hitting these lines about 2 p.m. on Thursday. So check with your book uh, before you tail anything and see if you got any good or bad line shifts then. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, I was reading on uh, over with our friends at Action Network, week 15 is a massive slate for preseason win total. Six teams can go over their win total. That's San Francisco, Baltimore, Detroit, Miami, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. Uh, a few of these teams have already hit their over, Indy, Houston, and Dallas. And three teams can go under their win total, Kansas City, Buffalo, New Orleans, uh, Cincinnati, and uh, the Chargers, and and the Jets, of course, because they had such a high win total, have already uh, hit their under. Interesting thing about this, of course, is Andy Reid and the Chiefs. This would be the first time in a long time that they would hit their under. RJ, any thoughts on these season win totals? Are things working out the way you thought they would? I mean, we've had a lot of injuries, especially with quarterbacks. 
Yeah, so, some yes, some no. I mean, I, I went in big on the Kansas City over just because it just seemed like how how could that miss? And now they need to run the board for it not to miss. I think they could still do that. Um, but that's going to be a sweat the rest of the way. Hopefully, hopefully it's, it's not over, you know, in, in a week or two. Um, but yeah, the other ones are interesting. I mean, the Chargers always hit under. They're always an overrated team. So I guess we should put that in in, in our <laughs> minds for next year and, and just smash their under as soon as we can. Yeah, uh, people who um, went heavy on Jets futures like me are crying in the corner. But we knew that week one well, it would worth, be like this. <laughs> worth noting too that, like, if you look at these um, five unders, three overs, right? So, like, unders more likely to cash. I think um, early in the season, like, you're more likely to lose an under early in the season than you are an over. Right? You can get hot and run it, but once your unders cash, it's cash. And then you got Cincinnati, Joe Burrow injury. Just, Justin Herbert's been banged up a lot this season. Aaron Rodgers out for the year. And then New England and Carolina just suck. So, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the quarterback injuries. A reminder, too, because Rodgers' injury happened in week one, which you could have predicted. Burrow's happened in the preseason in the, in the, in the OTAs, which is why you don't bet an over in OTAs. Um, and then, you know, the Chargers do always suck, but uh, yeah. Chargers play tonight too, which is going to be ugly. They got no Keenan Allen, no Justin Herbert. We got Easton Stick, uh, but we're not here to talk about Thursday night. Max we're here Duggan. About- Say it again. I want Max Duggan oh. chunking it to Quentin Johnson and, uh, and Dar- to Mary- Darius Davis. Darius Davis, yeah. Three <laughs> TCU guys, three guys from that TCU title team or title game team on that uh, on that roster. Cut it loose. Wow crazy. All right. Uh, this week starts the week of, of Saturday games, right? We've got three Saturday games um, this week. And then of course, a Sunday slate as well, starting with the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals laying two and a half, this total 40 and a half. Um, I got to take the Bengals here. I'm going to lay the two and a half. It actually went down. It was three earlier this week. So I like getting this under a field goal. I mean, the Dobbs fairy tale is over. The Rocket Man seems to have come back down to earth. He got pulled for Nick Mullins. I'm a 49ers gal, so I know all about Nick Mullins. Um, and I just feel like all the hype right now is on Tommy DeVito and his family and, you know, Tommy Cutlets mania. And nobody really cares about Dobbs anymore. Jake Browning, on the other hand. I don't think that it's a fluke with him since he has dropped 34 points in each of his last two starts. I feel like the Bengals should win by a touchdown. So I will go ahead and lay this uh, two and a half points. RJ, you like Minnesota's team total over 19 and a half. Yeah, they had been playing well before this this two-game stretch where they couldn't score anything. They scored 19-plus in 10 straight before scoring 13 combining in their last two. I think this matchup gets them to 20. The Cincinnati defense is not good. They showed up versus Indy, but I just can't expect back-to-back good games from a defense that's ranked 31st in yards per play on the season. Offense did look better in that brief time that Mullins was in the game. Uh, all, both of his drives went into Vegas territory, where only one of eight Dobbs drives went into Vegas territory. I think he can move the ball with his arm a little better. I think he fits the Kirk Cousins style of offense better. Um, so we'll see um, if they come out and better offensively. I'm glad that they have Justin. Je- it looks like Justin Jefferson's trending toward playing, so that's big. I think the line is fair to be under three with Mullins as the starter because I think he's an upgrade on Dobbs. Um, and Cincinnati doesn't have a great home field advantage. So my lean is still a little bit to Minnesota on this line. I think it could go down a little bit more. But um, definitely get three if you're looking at it in the market. But my play here is the Minnesota team total going over 19 and a half just because they typically score this amount of points um, no matter who's quarterback up until these last couple of weeks. And I think Mullins is going to give him a boost. Yeah, I, um, I was leaning towards taking the Bengals as the best bet, decided against it. Um, the issue is like, I mean, Brian Flores has done a really good job with this defense. Like this Minnesota defense it locks teams down. They blitz like crazy, of course. And I just worry about what that'll mean for uh, for Jake Browning, Hi. just dealing with this heavy dose of blitzes coming his way. Jamar Chase banged up. Sounds like he's going to play. Justin Jefferson told reporters he will play. So you, know, you get all the wide receivers out there. We got one fantasy team where like it's all it's very banged up, and I'm debating Debo Samuel versus Jamar Chase, but I have Jake Browning <laughs> too and T Higgins. So I kind of just want to say F it and like throw out Jake Browning, T Higgins, Jamar Chase onslaught, and just see what happens. That seems like a bad idea. Um, so I'm just going to pass on, uh, on this game. I will probably pass on playing. I think I'm gonna Debo. Is Debo over Jamar Chase crazy this week? He's been hot. No, I don't think it's crazy. I mean, it's never crazy playing San- Debo with how he's playing right now. My wide receivers in this league, it's my, it's like my family league. Multiple yeah, games. My, with- my wide receivers are, are Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, CD lamb and Debo Samuel. So. You're doing Not okay. Bad. Good problem. Good problem. Okay. Good problem. Yeah. That, yeah I'm, the, I'm the best team in the league. Uh, <laughs> I'm the best. 
I mean, casual. I'm a best team in the league. Drop. I mean, I haven't won the league in like five years. So I mean, like, I need my dad's a defending yeah, champion. Ready. That's I'm crazy. My dad, I play him. Play my dad in the semifinals this week. Crazy in a four team league. You haven't won it in five years. I think it's bah, actually bah, fourteen. Bah. It's actually fourteen. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, so I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, nobody cares about this. <laughs> Moving along. Let's see. We got Saturday football triple header. I think it's probably yeah. all on NFL Network for some reason on Saturday because Lord knows with no college football, the NFL has to take its greedy paws and grab your Saturday. I actually like no, to complain thankful. about it. I like to complain about it until it's here. And then I'm like, hell yes, Saturday NFL <laughs> football this is great. Uh, it means more island games, which I'm always a fan of. Um, and as long as the overlords aren't forcing us to do a recap podcast on Saturday night, bring on the Saturday football Steelers at the Colts Colts minus one and a half, a total of 42 and a half um, Indy trying to keep its playoff hopes alive. Same with the Steelers. This is basically an elimination game in the AFC. I think you will see the kitchen sink for both teams here, which could mean both running backs for the Steelers getting plenty of carries, right? Prop. That is indeed correct, Brinson. Yeah, so I have my first prop that I like is Jalen Warren over seven and a half rushing attempts. I feel like this is a couple clicks too low here. We've seen Warren really come on strong uh, over the last, second half of the season. Now he's facing a Colts defense, which is very vulnerable up the middle. And we know with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, the Steelers definitely want to lean heavily on that ground game. Jalen Warren's advanced metrics uh, certainly is the more explosive option compared to Najee Harris, who has quietly been pretty solid in his own right. But this to me looks like a game environment where both backs are going to get plenty of work. I'd frankly be surprised if we don't see Jalen Warren get double-digit carries here. The only game he's failed to over the last eight games was against New England, who obviously ran up a pretty big lead, which was obviously surprising in that game. And he still finished with seven rushing attempts there. So uh, this number is way closer to his floor, in my opinion. I expect this to ultimately close probably at 9.5 or maybe even 10.5. And, and by the way, RJ, I would, I would point out that this game – the Colts win, they have a 63% chance to make the playoffs. If the Steelers win, the Colts have a 20% chance to make the playoffs. So, I mean, it's just an absolutely massive swing game in the AFC. Yeah, and and you mentioned uh, elimination game. I mean, every team is seven and six, it looks like. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of weird stuff happening the last four weeks and see how the tiebreakers work out to see who makes the playoffs. Indy was on an unbelievable four-game win streak, with, and, and, and it's unbelievable how bad they played with how low how they've looked recently at the Cincy game. They're only two and four straight up at home. They're middle of a road team, but that should be enough to slow down a bad Pittsburgh offense with Trubisky at quarterback. Easier matchup than last week for Pittsburgh, though, so maybe they do score points. I think Indy's offense can create points for both teams because Gardner Minshew can turn the ball over. I think there'll be points in this game uh, indoors in Indy. I would lean over on 42.5 for a play. I think the spread is about right. It's been coming down. It was 2.5 early in the week. It's now 1.5, so maybe a little bit of value on the Colts if it continues in that direction, but if you're going to play this game, I think you play the over. All right, moving on. Denver Broncos at the Detroit Lions. Lions laying four, this total 47 and a half. Oh, it's gone up to four and a half there. Ooh, well, then give me the Broncos plus the four and a half. I had it um, at four. You know, the Lions have been, been a, in a bit of a free fall recently. They have one of the most potent offenses in the league. They certainly can outpaced Denver, but they can't stop anything defensively. I mean, we've seen this defense give up 28 points in two straight games. Um, Broncos have won six of their last seven, and they have covered um, in five of those games. And Russell Wilson has looked pretty good, especially uh, paired with Court Courtland uh, Sutton, who's had 10 touchdowns this season. So I'll go ahead and grab the points. Um, oh, did you say one? it went down to one and a half? No, I no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, it's it's Denver. No, it's 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 four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. It's going towards the Bron. Yeah, it's going towards the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm happy. I had a I had a plus four. No, no, no. you got a four and a half. half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, I thought I, I I can't always see the small the small things on the uh, on the screen, so I I rely on the rundown here. But um, but yeah, that's what I'm going to take. Uh, Alex, what are you looking at? Yeah, I've been successfully, or one of my more profitable betting angles over the past four to five weeks has been this Denver defense and fading uh, ultimately totals uh, that Denver is involved in. So yeah, I like the under here. You can get this number at 48 on some books. Uh, just this Denver defense, I don't think it's nearly as bad as the public consensus is. 
offensively, Denver plays as slow. They grind more clock so than slow. any team in football. Exactly, Princeton. Just leads to a lot of sort of competitive, lower-scoring game environments. Uh, we know Detroit's offense. They just want to run the football. Denver's offense just wants to run the football. I feel like this game will will go quick, even though it'll be slow. There just won't be uh, a lot of plays from scrimmage in this spot. So I'm just going to continue to hammer uh, the under in these Denver matchups because, in my opinion, it's uh, it's more reflective of Denver's defense early on in the season when they were historically bad. And they've made not necessarily massive improvements, but they're a respectable defense at this stage. They've also done a good job of limiting deep plays down the field, keeping everything in front of them. So, uh, yeah, I just ultimately think this game will be competitive and it'll be of the lower scoring variety and 48 is a bit too high here. The, um, the, you know, the Lions defense is taking some serious hits. They're going to get Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back soon. Doesn't sound like he's going to be back this week. Would probably be next week if he comes back. That's a huge add for them in terms of defensive on the back end. But Lee McNeil being out has been really rough on their run defense. Sort of wonder if the, the Broncos could kind of get going here. So I like that under look. I tend to lean RJ towards the Lions a bit here just because I think uh. – I just think it's a spot where they need to get right. Look, don't get me wrong. Denver's desperate. Denver's got to keep winning if they want to stay in the mix. Um, but I, I would, I don't know. I, I think it's four a really half. tough. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think the four and a half. You're like you're thinking, man. I Denver's going to keep this. Win. Yeah. I, right, right. It could easily be a field goal game. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll. I'll lean towards the Lions, but no best bet for me here. Yeah, this line doesn't know where it wants to be. It was four early in the week, then it went to five and a half, then it went down to four, and then now it's four and a half. So it's just bouncing back and forth with, with I guess, uh, different sharps taking positions in this market now. It, it's not a, a surprise that it would bounce back and forth erratically around five because five isn't a key number. You know, you don't see a lot of games end on five. So you'll see a lot of movement there that you wouldn't see between like two and a half and three and a half back and forth. Um, so that that level of it makes sense. My worry about Detroit is how banged up they are on the offensive line. Frank Ragnow suffered that injury at center that really affects the run game he was able to practice in a limited fashion early in the week we'll see if he can go but now taylor decker that left tackle is hurt that would be a major loss for them um so I, i'm a little i was at, at this number i think the line should be five and a half i think it is it could get right back for detroit i would lean detroit but with these injuries i need to see the offensive line injuries because if it stays at four and a half and, and some guys get ruled out i'll probably flip to the other way and be on katie's side here yeah i think that i think that actually tracks over. pretty good buccaneers at the packers at the third, no, oh, no, that's the first Sunday game. Yeah, Sunday game, a big Bay game. If you're a big Bay guy, Bay gal, you like Bays. You're big into Bays. Like the San Francisco Bay. Bay. Oh no, but these are Green Bay, oh, and Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay, Green Bay. If you're yeah. a big Bay, but if you're battle, if you're it's a battle of the Bays. Bays, battle of the Bays, right? In in the frozen tundra of the field. Uh, why wouldn't a bay battle take place on a frozen tundra? The Packers are minus three and a half in this one. The over under 41 and a half. The Bucks uh, getting the, the hook there, a little juice, and the over catching a little bit of juice as well. Green Bay, look, we talk about Jordan Love. As streaky as it comes, man. He plays great out of the gate. Everyone's like, well, the Packers did it again. Four weeks later, it's like, it's time. should Jordan Love be banned from the NFL? Right? <laughs> like he's that bad. Should he be fired from his job and banned from ever playing football again? And then three weeks later, it's like, <laughs> like we always knew the Packers have a franchise quarterback. And then last week, they lay a total egg and uh, lose the Tommy Davino, Tommy Cutlets. I mean, it sounds it sounds like a quarterback in his first year of starting, though. Really, when you when you boil yeah. it all back, it's like the highs and lows of a first year quarterback. Well, not that's just first is, year, is, first year as a starter. Yeah, yeah. But when Aaron Rodgers' first year as a starter, everyone's like, he's he's the guy. He's got enough there. You've seen enough where if he can like harness it, he's he's gonna be fine. Like he's our franchise moving forward. And this year, you've seen enough, I think, from Love to say this is this can be the guy moving forward. It's just gonna take some time to iron out the wrinkles. Yeah. The question, RJ, does this Tampa pass defense, pass funnel, mm. terrible pass defense, give Jordan Love an opportunity to iron things out? I think they do. I think with Jordan Love, the, part of the dialogue here you're seeing is that he's much further in his contract than Aaron Rodgers was in his, you know, in, I think his first year or with the um, decision looming on what they're going to do there. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe not exactly year-wise, but I think Rodgers, you knew that he was the guy in this one. It's like, 
what are we going to do here? Um, Tampa Bay didn't play well enough to beat Atlanta. That's the thing with Tampa. They were out game three, four point three yards per play to six point three yards per play. Caught a ton of breaks in that game. Defense now down to twenty seventh in yards per play, 29th in yards per pass. You mentioned the pass funnel. Should struggle against pass offense that was playing well. Uh, would like to see Christian Watson back. He still do not practice. It did not practice. It seems so. That's going to be tough there, but a little bit healthier than expected with Wicks practicing. Um, so I think that they'll have enough to to get it done there. Uh, the defense for Green Bay was run all over by the Giants, but the Giants came out with you know a more quarterback run centric focus um, in their game planning, and uh, Tampa Bay can't replicate that with Baker Mayfield. So I think just that traditional Tampa Bay rush offense. It's pretty bad on the season. Um, they're not going to play up to that level, and it's a bounce back spot for this Green Bay defense. Green Bay should get three and a half for home field, especially late in the season. They're one of the best home fields in the league. They're definitely the better team, which makes this line way off for me. You should be able to find three in the market, so go play it at three. But even at three and a half, I wanted to put it in as a best bet on this podcast. I'll also know Tampa Bay playing their sixth road game in eight weeks. Ooh. Their buy was way back in wow. week five. So Fatigue could be at play here for this team. They're very banged up. They're very injured. But even fatigue, just all this travel with, bat, with I think it's three back-to-back road sessions um, mixed in with those two home games. So they just keep having these two-game road stretches, and this is the last one of the three. So I, I don't know. I think it has some blowout potential here. I would make this line probably around six and a half, seven. So I think there's a lot of value here. Just wanted to add to RJ's point. This is a potentially massive spike or ceiling potential game for Christian Watson if he can get mm. back on the field. This Tampa Bay defense gives up more plays in the splash zone, which is deep down the middle of the field, than any defense in football by a significant margin. That's why we loved Brandon Ayuk against this Tampa defense uh, because he's targeted more than any receiver in the splash zone uh, a few weeks ago, and we saw him have the best game of his career. Christian Watson also receives a ton of targets in that portion of the field. So if he's able to get back on the field, this is definitely a game I'd look to back him potentially uh, his alt totals as well because his Ooh. ceiling will be huge. You gonna ladder um, him? Yeah, I, if, just for I mean, just because you know, I think that's a really good nugget, and I don't know who else is. Um, like, would you? I'm just thinking, like, who would be the fill-in guy there if um, Watson can't go? That we might want to target in this, but just from a fantasy perspective and like, do you think Watson, I mean, like somebody, do you trust Watson to roll out there from a fantasy perspective? If you know what I mean? Like if, if like he's, you know, questionable and then active, that hamstring is, that sucks. And he hurt, he was playing so well and he heard it like going to getting down in bounds to try and like burn clock and win the game. So I view him as a boom bust option as far as fantasy is concerned. If I were trailing in a matchup or I were projected yeah. to lose by 20 to 30 points and I needed potentially a huge spike game from my flex spot, that's where I'd consider Christian Watson. Without Watson on the field, I'd look at Jaden Reed. Uh, to me, he has the best target profile. He doesn't necessarily run the most routes of any Packers wide receiver, uh, but he's explosive. He does play primarily from, from the slot as well which again, Tampa really struggles to cover. So he'd be the biggest beneficiary if Watson is unable to suit up. All right, good nuggets there. Moving on, the New York Giants, Tommy Cutlets, baby, uh, at the Saints. Saints are laying six, this total 39 and a half. Uh, I'm taking the points with the G-men, and I wish it was because of Tommy Cutlets, but it's not. Um, this Saints offense is just a mess, um, and the Giants defense has been actually pray playing pretty well. The Saints have struggled to stop the run. Last week, they allowed Carolina and actually even Detroit before that over 200 rush yards um, in both of those matchups. They're allowing over five yards per carry in the last three games. The New York game plan should be really simple. Just feed your big, big dog, Saquon Barkley. When I looked props, I didn't see any props for Saquon. I would have hammered a lot of these overs, but I will go ahead and take this six points uh, with the Giants. And RJ, we're on the same side here. Yeah, uh, Saints aren't good enough to lay six points with anyone um, right now with their rating. I know everybody has Giants as their number 32 ranked team with throwing out Tommy DeVito, who doesn't seem like he should be a starting NFL quarterback. Love but th the reality is they've won three straight games. And so this team's playing well. They're finding ways to win. They have a great coaching staff that that's maximizing the quarterback that is on the field. Um, they're playing good defense, which wasn't the case early in, in the season. And um, this Saints team is bad, bad at scoring in the red zone, bad. typically. Did not deserve the blowout win against Carolina, just 4.0 yards per play. Had one play over 15 yards in that game, but they blew them out because Carolina can't move the ball. So they got to start drives, you know, on on their own, on Carolina's side of the field some of the time and have these short touchdown drives. So I don't think that that this final 
score last week was representative of who the Saints are. I think it's tough for them to win any game by margin, and six just seems like a little bit of a gift here, especially with that versatile rush attack with Saquon and DeVito um, that, that they'll have to defend here. So, yeah, I like Giants plus six. I think this should come down, probably be around the four range. I think we're getting good value. So, uh, uh, Pop, you missed on uh, Monday, and uh, we were talking about okay, – we can't even be in there. We were talking about it. The Saints had – at halftime of this game, halftime of that Carolina game, 41 passing yards. <laughs> At the end of the third quarter, they had 37 passing yards. That means they had negative four passing yards in the freaking third quarter. Um, they scored a touchdown. They went five plays, 64 yards, scored a touchdown to make it, what, 21 to six after Carolina turned it over on downs. In their own, uh, or I guess they got, anyway. The point being is like the two touchdowns they scored at the end, they were up by eight points. Carolina should have gone and covered, should have made it a close game, could have won the game. But Carolina is so effing bad that the Saints were able to tack on two garbage time touchdowns here against against the, the Panthers. I I can't believe I'm saying this. Like Tommy DeVito and the Giants' offense is more impressive than whatever the hell Carolina's throwing out there. Carolina is like Carolina's offense is limper than a freaking chicken cutlet, and it's like. It's pathetic. And so, yeah, like you're going to get pounded like a cutlet. They got pounded like a cutlet. The, the, the giant, the giants will move the ball and keep this within a score with the defense they're playing. I, I like the giants as well. Yeah. I would tend to agree uh, with both of you here, guys. If you were to blindfold me and to withhold that information that it was new Orleans who had negative four passing yards, Princeton, and asked me what team it was, I would certainly guess them uh, as the most likely candidate there. I'd also mention that Chris Olave appears to be legitimately questionable in this game we also know how depleted new orleans uh pat, entire pass catcher group pass catchers group is uh alave too if we look at a lot of the advanced metrics uh his open score yards per route run he's actually having a very good season it's just been yeah. uh yeah it's just been quarterback Derek Carr's in there Derek Carr. so uh yeah it's unfortunate but yeah his miss would be uh, a significant downgrade to new orleans and i couldn't agree more that six points just seems too much especially if olave is inactive. I think they'll have a really hard time moving the football. Worth noting on uh, Minnesota for the Saturday game, Alexander Madison ruled out, and Josh Dobbs is – oh, jeez, Katie, I'm sorry. It's so exciting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I the, love and, Minnesota. and Josh I Dobbs is the Minnesota. third quarterback. He's the emergency quarterback. So Dobbs completely relegated to the bench. Jaron Hall is their their backup. Uh, wait, if you have – if you're – Wait, where's Nick ne- Collins? He's starting. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought yeah, you were yeah. If you're in need playing. of a running back for the fantasy playoffs, Ty Chandler is a must add if he is somehow a free agent. Uh, and probably, yeah, I mean, he should, he, Bengals defense is god awful. So, uh, absolutely be looking at him for DFS as well. Oh, look, the fun part of the program it's the <laughs> weekly section where I get to bring up the Carolina Panthers and their dog crap offense. Carolina is a three point home, home dog. They're plus three, minus 115. The total in this game is 34. With the Atlanta Falcons coming to town. I don't know if the article is live on the site yet, but um, while you guys are discussing it, I will send Harry what I included in my article about the Carolina Panthers. RJ, uh, why don't you tell us about this incredible matchup? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. There's a, a high chance of rain. There's probably around 20 mile per hour sustained wind, so there wasn't going to be there isn't going to be much offense anyway with these teams. Atlanta on the road against a Carolina defense that I keep saying playing pretty well, um, just kind of getting sold out by how bad their offense is, putting them in bad situations. But holding Saints to 4.0 yards per play, they continue to have some solid numbers there. Um, 207 yards against the Saints should not have been a blowout there. Um, and then Atlanta, they just can't go on the road and, and, and play well. Um, you know, Desmond Ritter is going to turn the ball over some, and in, in if, especially if it's bad conditions, and you're going to see an ugly game. I, I took the under at 35. I didn't want to give it away as a best bet at under 34. But you put the conditions together with uh, with these two offenses. I mean, this game could be just like that Vikings Raiders game last week, where first first team to three wins. So um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun one to watch if you uh, like playing <laughs> the unders on on props and totals and everything. <laughs> Remember what I said about this game, by the way, on uh, on, on on Monday. On Monday, by the way, this is what I put in my article <laughs> for today. <laughs> Bart Simpson, if you if you can't see it, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com/slash NFL and CBS, it's the old Bart Simpson meme generator. I hope that didn't 
If they publish that, I hope I don't get in trouble. For, I don't truly, I won't get in trouble for that, right? I said, well, don't a, bring attention to it. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think that's a copyright violation. Anyway, it's the Bart Simpson meme generator where it's like, I will not do this. I will not do this. I will not bet on the Carolina Panthers. Panthers at home catching three in a 34 point total game screams t- in, a, in the second time these two, t- two division teams are playing screams take the Panthers. It screams it. I can't, you can't do it. This team is so bad. They're the worst football team. This reminds me of the time that the Panthers gave a, a future first round pick to, to move back up in the second round and draft Jimmy Clausen. And the offense was just miserable. And then the next year they took Cam Newton first overall. The problem is they took Bryce Young first overall and gave up the future number one overall pick to do it. And there's nothing left to be said. Just I, I think if anything, you would take the under here. It's just don't don't watch this game. I hope this game's not if this game's on CBS. I don't care if it's a I don't care if it's like being broadcast like like I don't care if this is a feature game on Paramount Plus. Don't watch this game. It's just I mean like that's like this game is terrible. I look forward to Brinson ranting about the Panthers every week. It's the highlight of the show for me when we get to the Panthers portion of it. And they can't they can't they can't pass block, they can't run block, they can't run the football, they can't pass the football, they don't have any weapons, they can kind of play defense sometimes, but eventually just the defense is like, ah, and like screw you offense, it just completely gives up at the end of the games, and they don't cover. It's infuriating. Princeton, let me ask you something. So obviously they're not gonna have a chance to get one of these top quarterbacks in this in this draft. Um yeah. so the teams that don't have access to them either, let's say they're picking eighth, tenth, twelfth, whatever, and they're not enthused with the quarterbacks that are left. You think Carolina is so sour on Bryce Young that they would just trade him for one of those picks and go get, you know, the Ooh. second tier of quarterbacks and let somebody that might that says, Hey, we had Bryce Young graded way over these guys last year. Let's just go and take Bryce Young and we, we you know, we've seen the flaws, we know what we're getting and we can fix him. So I don't know. It just you're kind of in that situation a little more than me to know how much they've soured on him if it's enough to uh, to flip him in the draft next year. I think that it's th- that's a really interesting question, RJ. I hadn't thought about. It. I'm trying to think of like who they might because the the problem is like, are you gonna? I mean, I guess you could trade it. The Raiders have like a top. They have the sixth pick, but they're going to be overhauling whoever's in charge. You can't trade him in the division. I don't think the Titans have Levitt. Like, just look. I mean, I guess you could trade him like the Rams. For the you know for like a top you know if the Rams make the playoffs you give I, I don't know um, I, I guess it depends I think the issue is you probably have to wait until after all the head coach all the new coaches are hired because we're going to see a bunch of people fired a bunch of GMs are going to come in and so it's like will there be a new GM who did have Bryce Young rated highly that doesn't have a high pick that is willing to do that yes I think the Panthers would be willing to do that t- t- start over I don't think they'd be willing to do it for like a Jaden Daniels type in the middle of that second round. I, and I also think that whoever they hire as the head coach is going to be uh, largely based on um, finding somebody who is like, can come in and, and say, I can fix Bryce Young. So yes, I think that makes a lot of sense. No, I don't think they'll do it, but also, yes, I wouldn't put anything past David Tepper's crazy, but. On that yeah. note, we have to take a quick break here. We come back. It's the pick six parlay. Much like the Panthers, we can't seem to win, but we're going to keep pounding when pick six returns next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Welcome back. Time now for the Pick 6 Parlay, where we each select a game for a four-leg Moneyline Parlay. There are some rules. The person with the best record the previous week, which I was for two weeks and I am no longer in that spot, gets to go first, the second is second, and so on and so on. By the end, there has to be at least one plus money pick in there. That's right. There must be a dog. The Pick 6 Parlay segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Uh, we have not won this yet, guys. All right. Um, it's, I this, mean, we lost. We lost like multiple minus like five hundred plus. I, it's money lines. You know, like the Dolphins. Get, Harry's Dolphins choked their faces off. Yeah, I think we got to start getting crafty here uh, a little bit. So last week we had the Niners, Dolphins, Ravens, Raiders. Niners and Ravens got it done. Uh, the Raiders didn't score, um, and the Dolphins gave up a fourteen point lead within three minutes. Uh, prop stars. I mean, if, if you if you told if you told me that the Dolphins were leading by double digits with three minutes to go, that was, and that the yeah. Raiders held the Vikings to three points, and we won the other two legs, I would tell you that we won the parlay. So that's that's a tough beat. <laughs> we've, had some, we've had some pretty like like we lost the Chiefs. We had bad beats. We, yeah, we had some bad beats, and and I think we've only done this for like five or six weeks, right? Yeah. I mean, you're only yeah. supposed to hit this parlay like once every like. Yeah, there's there's uh, a reason. Yeah, parlays are parlay, not yeah. something that you hit all the time. I'm just I mean, saying. I'm just three to, <laughs> like if a if a parlay is four to one, you should hit it one every four times, right? I mean, like that's that's sort of how is that how the math works? I think maybe uh, we're a positive regression candidate here. I think it's going to be are. Right. Think, it's, it's start us strong here. All right, I'm going to go with an angry Patrick Mahomes playing against mm -hmm. uh, the New England Patriots. Give me, uh, yeah, the Kansas City money line. I'm not sure of the exact number. I believe it's pretty minus juicy. 375 minus 375. I will take, uh, yeah. Uh, Mahomes coming off of two straight losses. Um, sorry. Accident. I guess I could get oh. <laughs> what, what, what did pop star say? I hit something and got myself out the of chiefs here. money line versus, uh, new England. Okay. Yeah. Um, the question is, do I snake Katie's team here and force <laughs> she and RJ to take a, Oh, I'm going to, I don't. Okay. I I haven't lost one of these in a couple of weeks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here to lose now. Okay. Niners are minus eight hundred against uh, Kyler Murray. That line's actually come down to twelve and a half. It is a road, um, a road divisional matchup. Kyler's Kyler's a little more dangerous than whoever they had before. But this San Francisco team is a truck stick right now. I, I feel pretty comfortable. The Niners find a way to win as they continue to pursue the number one seed in the NFC, knowing how huge a uh, the bye week is. To making it to the Super Bowl. So give me San Francisco minus eight hundo. All hey, right. Uh, R who's up next? RJ or Katie? Katie. Yeah. Mox. Uh, I'm going to go with something that RJ and I agree on. Let's take the Giants plus the six here. Uh, no, 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 you got to do money line. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, huh. I actually like the idea of the Giants upsetting the Saints. And I kind of like it too. Was it plus 225? Plus 225. That. All right, let's go, let's go. Let's go a little Tommy Cutlets magic here and give the uh, Giants money line. Uh, for the record, I was going to go Bills money line um, against Dallas instead of San Francisco if I was going to give you San Francisco, but I mean, I felt a little, felt a little cute. I didn't think RJ would like it. Hey, you do what you got to yeah. do. You can do what you want. I, I had a, a favorite and a dog prepared. The dog was the Bears, um, but you've already prepared. put a big dog in. Um, so I'm still thinking about that. Um, but let's just throw the favorite in there. Let's go Packers minus 184. Line should be much higher, as I said earlier. I expect them to be focused after a primetime upset. So I think we're getting good value on this money line because uh, I think they win this game by a decent margin. All right, Katie's got a massive dog in there. I and mean, we got a, uh, the Packers at just minus 184. Obviously, the Chiefs at minus 375, the 49ers minus 800. That is you know, two big favorites. But because of that big dog and Tommy Cutlets, that that's not New Yorker. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was um, like, Hi, kitty, kitty. <laughs> I know the, the cat on the screen is tracking me. Returned. This parlay like is paying out. The cat comes on. This parlay pays out plus 614. Ooh, so six to one parlay. We get it all back right here with those four. We win this week. We win this week. And if we lose, it's going to be not Tommy Cutlets. I have a I, I like. I was thinking about going Giants second overall. Honestly, no, Tom, I, Tommy Cutlets. What three in a row now? Beat the Packers. Saints are a trash time. football. The Saints are a trash football team. This guy's not losing. Giants have the coaching edge. The defense is maybe a wash at this point. Uh, the offensive line's better for the Saints, but the quarterback's better they for the Giants. The Stallion. <laughs> Uh -huh. yeah, there, I'd take Tommy Cutlass over Derek Carr 100 days out of 100. This pick six parlay segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more.
All right. I feel really good about that one. Let's move on to more picks for week 15. Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Titans laying three now. This line has changed a little bit. was two and a half earlier. This total still 37 and a half. Brinson, you're tightening up. Yeah. Um, as RJ mentioned on our email thread, oh. pointing out that this line has moved to three. So, But you can still find a two and a half in the market. Do you know how I know that? Because I, RJ, have a pick on Sportsline.com. Use mm. promo code PICK. It's your first month for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Sportsline.com slash join. Expert picks from everybody. Um, RJ, the currently Katie should be knocking on the door. The hottest NFL experts here. <laughs> there's a, there's a leaderboard. It's yeah. Silverstein, naturally. Larry Hartstein, RJ White, Josh Nagel, and Eric Casilius. Oh, Casilius the is still up there. Yeah, but uh, if you go to my page, you will see that I'm like plus 265. Last nine NFL picks. And we have a minus two and a half on Tennessee that I put up right before this show started. So that's how I know I can take the minus two and a half. Titans minus two and a half. Trending in the direction of CJ Stroud not playing in this game. That means, and it would be frankly kind of crazy to play him, I think, just in the sense of like, do you really want to risk running out your rookie quarterback? and a possible concussion, like coming off a concussion? I don't think so. So I I, I know it's a playoff race. The the concussion rules have been a little bit more – the protocols have felt a little more lax the last few weeks, so maybe he plays. Even if he does, Tank Dell's out for the year. Noah Brown. um, Still got Nico (laughs) Collins. Nico Collins, thank you. And Dalton Schultz, all on the injury report. And I think even another wide receiver is on there. I had it open earlier. So um, Nico Collins on the injury report, yeah. too? Oh, Robert Woods. Well. Well, yeah, so it's Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz. It's right in front of me on sportsline.com. Uh, Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown, all on the injury report. Looks like um, Robert Woods and Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz are going to play. They're either limited practice or full practice. But Nico definitely missed this game. As a pretty limited uh, group of pass catchers. So give me Tennessee and Derrick Henry, who destroys division opponents in the month of December. And as like, um, I think an insane record. RJ, I'll, I'll look it up while you're looking at this game, but Derrick Henry destroys the Texans particularly. Yeah, Houston's defense fell apart on the road versus Zach Wilson. They're now 30th in yards per pass and second in yards per rush. You need to throw to beat them. And the good news for Tennessee is that they can throw. Will Levis has shown just in that comeback against Miami that he can beat teams with his arms. Uh, so so we'll see how he does there. Um, Stroud, like you said, unlikely to get cleared. And Houston might not have Collins at receiver. Um, so you could throw all over Tennessee, but you know, are you going to have the personnel to be able to do that? I don't think so in this game. Not sure they get to 20 points. My lean would be to the Titans. If you can get two and a half grade, I think it's mostly three in the market right now. Um, but uh, I, I also got it in on sports on at two and a half, I believe yesterday, because it seemed like it was going to trend that way. Um, but, but yeah, so if you can get two and a half in picks competitions or anything like that, I'd play the two and a half at three. It's probably just a lean. And, and Houston, Houston might be good against a run. I just want to point out Derek Henry in his career against the Texans, 12 games, he averages 6.1 yards per carry, 12 touchdowns, and 115 rushing yards per game on less than 20 carries. This guy obliterates the Houston Texans. So, moving on. <laughs> Jets at the Dolphins. Speaking of obliteration, the Dolphins minus eight yeah. and a half. This number has come down. A lot of injuries to deal with on the Miami side, of course. Uh, Connor Williams out for the year. That moves Liam Eikenberg to center for the for the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill considered day-to-day as of Thursday. I think there's got to be a real sense or concern that Tyreek Hill might not play in this game. RJ, does that scare you enough to stay away from Miami? Um, it doesn't in one type of bet. This look ahead was 13 and a half. They're expected to crush them, but the Jets came out and played well offensively. Miami had their law, their upset loss in a game that frankly they should have won considering how big they were up. Um, so yeah, we'll see if Tyree can, can play. That's obviously affecting the line. What's also affecting the line in my eyes is the weather. Um, expected to be 20 mile per hour, sustained winds, uh, probably going to be some rain too. We see this total all the way down to 37 and a half, which is a crazy number for a Miami game. Um, Jets defense off their incredible game, just 2.6 yards per play allowed to 
Houston, only one of 13 drives allowed had over 25 yards. So if they're the one of the few units that could limit Miami anyway, and then you throw some weather in there, you throw some, some Tyree kill, not a hundred percent. You could see this game going a little bit lower than people expect, which is why the spread and the total are dropping. So I've teased it now that it's down to eight and a half. I'm teasing it down to two and a half because it's right in that perfect teaser number. Love being able to tease a game without a significant injury that we know a guy's going to miss. That was 13 and a half on a look ahead down to two and a half now. So Miami's going to be the first leg of my teaser here. <laughs> Harry, Harry letting us know that Tyree Kill on his Fortnite stream said that he is going to play. So there you go. That's good info. Yeah, very good info. All right. That's, that's Chicago- some 2023 injury report stuff right there. Yeah. And for heard it first from Fortnite. Uh, all right. Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. Browns laying a field goal here. This total 38 and a half. We've got, as they will say on the Early Edge podcast, a showdown. RJ. It's going to be a showdown. Brinson. Uh, RJ, I'll give you the floor first. You're taking the points for Chicago. Yeah, love Chicago in this game. I believe they are the better team. I know Joe Flacco coming off a big game. That was against a terrible Jacksonville defense. Going to be much tougher to beat this improved Chicago defense. It's up to 13th in yards per play after holding the Lions to 4.2 yards per play, completely dominating the second half, shut them out. I think they can shut down the run here and then try to make Flacco beat them. But the pass defense has also been improved now that it's gotten healthy. Chicago's offense wants to run the ball. Cleveland's D, that's their weakness, just 14th in yards per rush, so not as elite as everywhere else. You would expect them to excel at home, but they would they should have you know excelled at home last week and even though they gave up not that many yards for play to Jacksonville they gave up a lot of points they're dealing with a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball on Cleveland back in the on the defensive end and then especially on the offensive line where you had a center injury to the tackle injuries that have already happened now their top three tackles are out for the year um, I just don't think that this team can win by margin I think catch I, I, you can get three and a half in the market you, you could have gotten three and a half in the market a little earlier keep an eye out love Chicago at three and a half I think they have a pretty good chance of winning this game so I'm still making it a best bet at plus three i'm sorry did you say something about elite did i hear elite because when i hear the word elite all i think about rj is joe freaking flacco 38 year old <laughs> superstar elite quarterback rolling back into town and dominating i, I think look actually the browns are passing the ball a ton under with under kevin stefanski with joe flacco under center which is just wild i think they have the weapons to win this game i think the defense Excuse me, Chicago is back to like sort of preseason where everybody's like, well, the Bears are back, baby. Like Chicago is here to stay. Justin Field, like, we don't even need the number one of a pick. We're just going to dump that thing for a bunch of draft picks. Turn Justin Fields into the superstar. Everybody's saying feel it. It's, everyone's over their skis on, on Fields and the Bears a little bit. I think this is a comeback to earth moment and the Browns roll. Uh, Alex, you have a Fields prop that might, le- might maybe lean to uh, you agreeing with me. Yeah, well, I definitely think it's going to be tough sledding for Justin Fields through the air. I'm going under. It's a small number, but 186 and a half passing yards for Justin Fields. RJ mentioned the Bears, they want to run the football. That is the path of least resistance when we're talking about the Cleveland Browns defense who have played really well at home. This pass defense at home has been elite. They've only allowed two quarterbacks to eclipse 200 yards all season long. Uh, we know Chicago again, wants to run the football. They could be playing without DJ Moore or maybe not even 100% DJ Moore, who has yet to practice this week with an ankle injury. Worth paying attention to his uh, status as we head into this game. But, yeah, I just think it's a tough spot for particularly the passing game uh, and Justin Fields. So I am going to fade him under 186 passing yards. All right, next up, Kansas City Chiefs need a massive bounce back here, and they have a good spot for it. They're against the Patriots here. Lay, okay, this says three. It is eight and a half. Um, this total, 37. Brinson, you're on the under for this one. The, yeah, the uh, the Patriots are not favored in this game. <laughs> the, yeah, I can I can guarantee that. What's interesting is that the line keeps ticking down. Um, it was nine and a half, I think. Got down to eight and a half. You see the Patriots still catching juice. I don't know that that's a belief so much in the Patriots as it is concerns about what Kansas City can do on offense. And you look at this number, Pats plus eight and a half, right? If you're if you're getting eight and a half at home with a total of 37, was 37 and a half uh, earlier today, I, I, don't, I mean, like, the Patriots are terrible. I don't think they're going to do much good. Like Bill Belichick's probably like the reports that he's going to get fired anyway, regardless of how much evidence they win. RJ, I just think that this there's no it's it would require some defensive scores for this game to go over given how Belichick is going to play defense against the Chiefs he's going to bracket Travis Kelsey 
He is going, there's no Isaiah Pacheco, or it's trending like there's not going to be Isaiah Pacheco in this game now, uh, which means more Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's wildly inefficient. They're just not going to be able to run against the Pats. So you bracket Kelsey and force the wide receivers to beat you. And you're just going to end up with a game that's like 17 10, absolute most. I just can't see a ton of points in this game. I like uh, the, and by the way, I believe, I need to double, let me check Boston or Foxborough weather. I believe it's going to be on Sunday. Uh, 10 miles an hour wind. So you're getting like you know, nothing, nothing. Well, it looks like it's gonna be like lower wind during, during this game, but you know, a little bit of wind and possibly some rain. So, uh, give me the under in this one at 37 and a half. Yeah. I, this line keeps dropping. It actually was open nine and a half. It bumped to 10 initially with money on the chiefs. And now it's just keep coming down. You actually can see seven and a half in the market right now. That's how low it's starting to get. It's perfect teaser number. If you want to tease the chiefs, don't expect them to lose to the Patriots. So a, a low total game, that should probably be the strategy here would be a great team to put into a teaser. Um, you know, I didn't do it for the, for this team. I, I have another team. I like more chiefs. I think should have won that game against Buffalo, won the yards for play 5.6 to 4.5, caught some bad breaks in there, played well enough to get the win. So I don't, think that they're a declining team by any means and then this this new england defense great against the run they're fourth in yards for play overall but they're just 14th in yards for pass so that's where the chiefs can have it should be expected to have success especially with pacheco out zappy had some big plays early against pittsburgh couldn't sustain in the second half he's facing a much better defense here i don't know how the new england scores points at all in this game so i get where the under is coming from here i would not be on the patriots here just i think this game could easily be a 13-3 type of game even if the patriots defense plays well all right, we're going to take a break. But first, Sunday, the NFL is on CBS. Week 15 features key games in the playoff race when the Bucks head to Lambeau to face the Packers or an AFC matchup between the Jets and the Dolphins. It all begins at noon Eastern with JB and the guys on the NFL today. We can't wait. The NFL is on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rams, Commanders, Shootout in L.A. coming, we'll tell you next Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Commanders head to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. The Rams a six and a half point favorite with a total of 50 and a half. I am taking the over in this game. The Rams offense is starting to click. The commanders give up a ton of points. I think Matthew Stafford hit some deep shots. Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. My one concern is that they get a big lead and really melt the clock. But Washington is just not scared to drop back Sam Howell 75 times. And the Rams do have a decent pass rush, but I think Terry McLaurin, I think zero targets or maybe like one target, zero catches last week. I expect uh, RJ some, some action from the commander's offense here and a lot of scoring. Week before because they didn't play last week. They they were coming two weeks ago. Stupid. Um, So yeah, the Rams defense probably not as good as the metrics say. They've been exposed a little bit. Their offense was excellent at Baltimore. Put up five point six yards per play against the number one defense in the league in yards per play. They now rank top ten in that metric, um, and they can win with both the run and the pass. And the latter should be a field day in this matchup versus this awful Washington pass defense that can't stop anyone. Um, So I think the Rams are going to score points. Help you get there. I don't want to go with the over here just because it's it's inflated throughout the week. So we're not getting a very 
very valuable number here. We, we, if you like the over, you should have been on it early in the week. So kudos to anybody that grabbed it early because um, it should only go up from here as people look at these teams and say, there's got to be a ton of points here. I mean, the Rams defense struggled against that elite Baltimore offense. I know Washington's not as impressive, but they do have the weapons. They can't, I'm not ruling out a backdoor recovery here, so I don't want to play the Rams because I could see the commanders busting through the back door in the fourth quarter here. Wouldn't honestly be surprised by any final score. I mean, it could be 38, 40, 34 Rams. It could be 38, 10 Rams. It could be, it could be, you know, the commanders win by 10 out of nowhere, just uh, off the buy. So I think if you want to play it, you take the points. And if not, just stay away. There is a running back in this game who has a higher combined rushing and receiving yard combination line than Christian McCaffrey. Wow. Kyron Williams? Kyron Williams' wow. combo line is 118 and a half yards in this game. That is insane. You never see that for anybody who's not Christian McCaffrey. Wow. And are you taking the over? I would only play the under here personally. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. If, it, if that line was Christian McCaffrey, would you take the over? I would it'd be over or nothing for me okay. if it was McCaffrey. I Okay. I can tell you, I had Kyron Williams over uh, receiving yards on this pod, this podcast. He did not get there. I think he had three catches for negative one yard or something. But it was but a, had about 150 ball. rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. it was right. a beast running the ball. So yeah. um, I had his under, so we both lost. We lost. It was one of those. It was like we could win every. It was the Ravens. I was like, <laughs> I was like, the Ravens are going to cover. Our, I think RJ's teaser lag on the Ravens hit because they won it overtime by six. But it's like everything else on that game lost. And then we had another. We had like two games last week where. Everything lost. Very incredible. Oh, uh, all right. San Francisco 49ers laying at 12 and a half. This came down from 13 and a half. This total 47 and a half. Let's see if it's still 12 and a half. It is. Uh, look, this is the first time that the 49ers team total has been over 30. It's now 30 and a half. Spot, 3, um, <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Like, this is the first time I actually had to like, think about it. I'm like, Ooh, do I want to play this? Oh, but I got to keep riding the train. So yeah. that's what we're doing here. There's not a whole lot of analysis here. We lost by the hook last week. It's hitting every game except for their three game losing streak. And then by the hook last week. So I'm just staying on this train, but I'm understanding if people aren't hopping on with me because 30 and a half is a high total. Um, anyone else have any thoughts on this game before we move on? Yeah, it, it's, you know, divisional road games, a rematch. It's tough to see a ton of points here. I can see why this number's coming down. If it was at 13 and a half still, I would have considered playing Arizona, even as mismatched as this is, because that's just a huge line in the divisional divisional road spot here. I'm just probably going to stay away. Yeah. Trey I think, I think McBride. The, oh, Trey McBride here? Yeah, Trey McBride here. Trey McBride, yep. Okay. Uh, maybe the game of the year of the week. Uh, feels like every every week we've got one of these games of the year where it's just like a massive, it's massive. It's great. I mean, this is this what the NFL wants. And uh, the Bills hosting the Cowboys is this week's game of the year of the week. Probably on Fox, so I'm probably doing something stupid here, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Dallas heads to Buffalo with a lot on the line. The Cowboys are trying to make a push in the NFC East. It's a long shot because the, the the Eagles still have two games against the Giants coming up. But Buffalo, with the injuries that, that Miami's dealing with, it doesn't actually even matter what happens against the Jets. If the Dolphins drop games to the um, Cowboys and then the Ravens after this and Buffalo wins out, Week 18 would be a matchup for the division title with the division title on the line, which is crazy considering all that's happened before this. Obviously, Buffalo has to win here first, and I think they do, and I think they win big. The Bills have decided to say, F it, we're cutting Josh Allen loose. The Sean McDermott stuff that Ty Dunn wrote about has sort of galvanized them. You, you know, you read about it in 2020, Brian Dable was like, oh, my God, Like, what do we do with – He's like, you know, McDermott's like, we got to do this. And he's like, no, F it. We're doing, we're, we're letting Josh Allen be Josh Allen. I honestly think two future bets I like. The Bills win the Super Bowl. You can get it like 20 or 22 to one. And Josh Allen MVP, it's like 18 to one or 20 to one. If he, no one has separated themselves in this race. Dak is the favorite right now. But if Josh Allen goes out and beat, beats Dak, steal the division, Play, play out of your mind for the final four weeks of the season. Voters love recency bias. They are willing to give it to somebody with Josh, with Josh Allen's pedigree. I think that's a good future look, and I like the Bills minus one and a half here. Yeah, I hope hope uh, that all happens the way you're saying. I'm teasing it. I'm teasing <laughs> Dallas up to plus seven and a half. I you know I love catching more than seven points with them against anyone right now with how they're playing. Buffalo won that tough game, like I mentioned, a little fortunate, a minus one point one yards per play differential. Allen threw only the one awful pick, but we know he can throw three, four, five awful passes in a game that that have a chance of being intercepted. And Dallas is the team that 
intercepts everything, you know, they, yeah. and, and they get a lot of pick sixes and they get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um, so they, they dom- Dallas dominated Philly on the surface. They were out gained though. Um, 6.2 yards per play to 5.3. It was the three fumbles that killed Philly. And you can certainly see Buffalo uh, committing some dumb turnovers here. So I think Dallas keeps this close, maybe has a chance to win the game. Would love it if the Bills won the game. Um, but their home field advantage is not great. So I understand that why this line came down from two and a half. I thought it should be closer to pick them anyway. And I'm still getting a good value here on the one and a half. But if it gets down to one, obviously don't tease Dallas unless you're making it a six and a half point teaser. But I'm putting Dallas and Miami together as my, as my teaser this week. Yeah, I would love um, the Bills to win this one, too, just because I'm a Josh Allen apologist. I can't seem to quit him and uh, for the NFC standings purposes. I'm looking at the under in this one. It's at 50 and a half. When's the last time we saw a total over 50? Um, and look, yeah, these are two potentially potent offenses, but it just seems really high for both teams coming off of very big wins, maybe their biggest win of the season. Obviously, the Bills defeated Kansas City in Kansas City, um, and then Dallas, of course, taking down Philly, which was huge for them to tie things up in the NFC. You know, the boys held the Eagles to just 13 points last week. The Bills held the Chiefs to just 17. To me, I don't see how we're getting over 50 in this one. Um, Again, both coming off of pretty emotional wins. So I will lock in that under 50 and a half. Baltimore Ravens. Well, I was going to say what would be interesting about that, too, is this game is going to be by far the chalkiest for DFS so, like, yeah. I mean, people are going to be all over both those teams. Also interesting, before I set up the Ravens-Jaguars game, if you want to uh, to do the R.J. White parlay special, I encourage all Pick 6 Podcast listeners to put a curse on R.J. White. Oh. You can combo over at Fandu. I'm just kidding. No, R.J. would love this. You can combo, you can combo, par, you can parlay the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl and the Texas Longhorns to win the college football championship and that is a 65 and a half to one combo parlay you see to rj's left and to his right texas and buffalo bet that combo and let's ride rj and his team's victory and championship cash and whatnot anyway the ravens as, are at the jaguars a, as a lifelong fan of both teams you do not want money on my teams i can tell you that much <laughs> yeah, but don't bet on my teams i promise you that the ravens at the jaguars jaguars uh hosting a game for the first time since that debacle on, uh, on Monday Night Football there, three-and-a-half-point dogs to Baltimore, catching some juice, and the over here is what I like. 42-and-a-half, it's juiced up a little bit, so get it in now. That is way too low, in my opinion, RJ, because you have a Baltimore offense that Lamar Jackson is starting to use his legs. He's throwing downfield to Odell Beckham. Isaiah likely uh, was wide open down the field as well, and you had um, you have Zay Flowers, who can be very explosive. This Jaguars defense stinks. And Jacksonville will be forced to pass a ton. I think Trevor Lawrence drops back. If he played last week, he should be fine this week. I think a lot of points in this game, 42 and a half, way, way, way too low um, for a fun. Is this the, is that a, a game on, what time is it? Is it a game at four o'clock? No, this is the game that got flexed to uh, Sunday night football. Um, And this is uh, the reason it's so low is because it is a weather game. Sustained winds expected to be over 20 miles per hour. Um, Probably going to get a little bit of rain, but not that much. But that could affect the passing game. Um, I think it doesn't affect the Baltimore Ravens as much because they have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. He can run around, make some plays. Um, So I still am confident that they are going to score points. I have over 23 and a half team total for Baltimore is my best bet in this game. Just not sure if it's going to happen on the Jackson. Jacksonville side surprised they scored the 27 which is four yards per play they had two touchdown drives of 12 yards and 25 yards in that game Florence didn't seem comfortable had trouble connecting with his receivers so the line you know it does feel a little high if you just go based on power ratings but I think Baltimore has some decent blowout potential here I think they're going to score and we'll see if Jacksonville can keep up so I'm playing Baltimore's over and I've got a best bet on Lamar Jackson and his arm I'm going to go over 214 and a half Passing yards, particularly in this matchup, I like quite a bit. This Jacksonville defense is a significant pass funnel. They are much stronger defending their run than they are defending the pass. They give up a lot of the plays downfield. I've really been impressed with the strides that Lamar has made uh, as a passer this season as well. Far more accurate than he's been throughout his career, and they're airing the ball out more than they have historically. So even without Mark Andrews, uh, I've been impressed. Isaiah Likely looks very athletic, uh, just running a lot of routes down the field as well, picking up big chunk plays. And I think that Jacksonville, there are some game environments where they are able to push 
Baltimore a little bit as well. So for all those reasons, I think Lamar goes over 215 passing yards. Ooh, I like it. All right, Monday night football. The Eagles laying three and a half at the Seattle Seahawks. This total 47 and a half. Uh, Eagles fans, y'all think I'm the biggest hater in the world, but I'm taking the Eagles for a double result. That's winning in the first half and the second half. You can catch that at even money. Both of these uh, bird gangs, if you will, have been on losing streaks. Seattle basically dropped out of the playoff race at this point. Four straight losses. Philly, of course, losing two pretty emotional games to San Francisco and Dallas. The Eagles have a zero margin uh, for error if they want to compete for the number one seed in the NFC. They're three one and one against the spread as a road favorite this season. I got to give the edge to Sirianni um, and the Eagles here having just the DNA of being fighters. Um, I think he's going to have them ready for a big bounce back on Monday Night Football. So I'll take the Eagles to win in the first half and the second half at even money. Prop stars. I actually had you at plus uh, 125 to be the uh, I knew I didn't think it was RJ. I had it. Uh, Harry, uh, uh, Alex was Harry told me the do- there's a double result bet. I had uh, Alex as the uh, he was minus one fifty to be the Eagles double result guy. I had you actually you were you were more like five to one, Katie, to be like right. Eagles right. Eagles win at half and at full time. I, well, I, I, mean, I, I think at this like point it. we might see Drew Locke again. Uh, it might not I think, be. No, I think it's good value. Yeah, yeah value. I think it's good value because when I was looking at it, I, I think look, I think the Eagles are going to come out really strong. They'll be leading in the first half. They know they're that this whole trailing into the second half thing is not working. They're working on their ball protection. Give me the Eagles. Even money, they're they're this gonna they're, they're not they're gonna not gonna. Oh, no, you know, it's a credit to you. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a sharp look, but I also was like, Katie. I know that's an that's, a, that's off brand for Katie. I will say Katie that. Better as as back back okay. Well, we we we're we're running out of time here, so let's let's give our AJ Brown pick. I think okay, Katie's yeah. beating, beating both of y'all in this season. Just FYI, <laughs> true. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna back <laughs> AJ Eagles. Brown over 80 and a half receiving yards uh, against Seattle's defense. Their their past defense has been very poor. They've had trouble uh, defending the perimeters in particular. We saw AJ Brown just locked up with Stephon Gilmore. That was quite the battle last week. Going to be much easier for A.J. Brown, who looks to be highly, highly motivated in this matchup, which looks to be a great matchup on paper. So it could be A.J. Brown over 80 and a half receiving yards, getting a nice little discount on his receiving total as well. Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss, Ole Miss on Ole Miss action too. DK and A.J. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, two-letter names. Okay, we're going to close the show now, guys. Let's do a recap of our picks. Brinson, what you got? Got the Titans minus two and a half. The Browns minus three. The KC New England under 37 and a half. Washington Rams over 50 and a half. Buffalo minus one and a half. And the Bill, I mean, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens and Jacksonville Jaguars over 42 and a half. You can see my confidence in my against the spread picks that I'm going with three totals. Yes, I'm taking the Bengals minus two and a half Denver plus four, although that has changed to four and a half. But um, when Harry did this graphic, it was still four. the Giants plus six uh, San Francisco team total. We're just riding this train until the wheels fall off, baby, taking the under in Dallas and Buffalo and a double result for Philadelphia Eagles at even money. RJ. Double result for our sharpest capper, Katie Mox, Uh, Minnesota. I have. Over 19 and a half. Uh, graphic is wrong there. I think they're going to score points in this game. So I think Minnesota gets to 20. I have Green Bay minus three and a half. The Giants plus six. I have a teaser of Miami down to minus two and a half. And Dallas up to plus seven and a half. And then the Bears plus three. And Baltimore going over their team total of 23 and a half. And I've got Jalen Warren over eight and a half rushing attempts. I believe I said seven and a half earlier when I gave the playouts. Just wanted to clarify that number is eight and a half. I'd also played at nine and a half for the record. Then I'm going under in the Detroit Denver game under 48 points. Then we're going to go under 186 and a half passing yards for Justin Fields versus that very uh, difficult Cleveland pass defense at home. Lamar Jackson to eclipse 215 passing yards. And last but not least, AJ Brown over 80 and a half receiving yards against the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. All right, that is going to do it for our show. Make sure you tune in with the super fans on Sunday for their recap show of this week. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on the YouTube page if you're listening to the audio version only. Um, go ahead and do the same, and we will see you next week. Good luck on your bets. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You ready, Bob? Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. 
the feel-good movie of the year. You did? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.